Hey there, Margie Bryce here bringing you the Krabby Pastor Podcast. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised to know that it's too easy today to become the Krabby Pastor. Our time together will give you food for thought to help you be the ministry leader fully surrendered to God's purposes and living into whatever it takes to get you there and keep you there. So we're talking about sustainability in ministry. We're talking about what kind of help do I need and how to figure that out. Maybe you already know you need some kind of help And the last couple of episodes of this podcast have sought to enlighten us. I say us because I'm always learning. And when I sat down with the counselor, she detailed her point of view on this topic and when a person needs counseling and some situations that can occur or when you realize that there's some emotional baggage that's kind of dragging you around and impacting how you are behaving today. Last episode was my friend Patty. And and the fun part about Patty, besides she's just a wonderful human being, is that she is both a licensed counselor and she is a coach. So she could ping and pong back and forth and really shed some really great insight. I think my biggest takeaway was that anxiety level. If your anxiety level is chronically high, that is going to impact your ability to think. And when you're coaching with somebody, that is exactly what we're asking you to do. A counselor is going to say, well, you could do A, B, or C. What What do you think of those? And see where you go next. And a coach is not going to offer you options. A coach is going to help you discover the options. So it's very empowering in that way. So I decided I was going to dedicate this episode to coaching and just share a few insights and thoughts to see whether this might be something that you would be interested in. I have to tell you, I'm terrible at sales, and that's really not the motive of this, but I do operate out of a servant's heart, so that's kind of my motivation here. I'm beginning to see, and so since I saw it, now I'm going to think about it just because that's how I work, but... I'm beginning to see that there is the need to more fully describe a coach because, you know, parents go to sporting events and if their kid is involved, they might end up yelling at the coach, not agreeing with the direction of the coach. And so if you're thinking that in any way, shape or form, ministry coaching is kind of like that, I mean, I would be a cheerleader on some level, always a cheerleader, especially for those who are brave enough to traverse the I don't need help, I'm good to go, me and Jesus got it going down just fine group. If you have managed to traverse that and say, I do need help, which is, by the way, a step of humility, then perhaps coaching is for you, but I want to detail what it is and what is involved in coaching. 
For starters, coaching is an empowering kind of process. It is going to help you think through what is going on in your life and draw out of you scenarios and thoughts that maybe are new to you. You tend to stay on a, you get into this one track mindset, you know, and actually brain science says you build ruts there. So you are literally in the rut in your brain and it's tricky to get out. So a good coach will help you to crawl out of the rut and see more broadly, see your situation in a bigger picture kind of fashion. And I have been stuck in my own head, which is a frightening thing, but I have been stuck there and I, <laughs> that can be a scary place, but I can be my own worst enemy and just feel like my options are very limited when indeed they are not. And a coach has helped me to discover that. And that is the one of the empowering pieces of coaching. It helps you to get out of your own self. That, you know, that is always, I feel like I need to be rescued from my own self regularly. So <laughs> this is a facet of coaching. And we do this by listening deeply and asking thought-provoking questions, and I'll get at some of those in, in just a moment. I think, though, for me, when I am with somebody and I'm coaching them, I sort of feel like you're, you're DS, and if you're in that kind of a, a structure, that would be a district superintendent. Some structures have those, and some do not, but basically, it would be your boss, Okay, so here, but here's the challenge of this era, and I think it's been a challenge for quite a while that district superintendents, DSs, have really been a fireman, fire person, fire chief, I don't know, fire something. Anyway, you call the fire department when something's on fire, right? And it is up to the fire department to come and put the fire out. And that, frankly, is how many supervisors of pastors have had to function. Whereas, you know, if you were in seminary or some other teaching venue, then I think you learned that the DS in the ideal world would be the pastor to the pastors. And I agree with that. But the challenge of this era, especially for some traveling in... Uh, some more tumultuous denominational issues. And, you know, <laughs> in that case, the district superintendent is, is busy managing all the things that are going down. Um, and they might ask, and how are you doing? But here's the second piece of, of coaching that I kind of wanted to highlight is that when they ask, how are you doing?, especially if they are in charge of where you serve, there's a little bit of hesitancy with how you might want to answer that question. Now, this varies from supervisor to supervisor. Some of them, you know, you would absolutely trust with your life. I'm not drawing a big black X on everybody here. I'm just saying the general trend and 
some of the reactions and responses that you might have to a supervisor asking you that question and you, in response, might limit what you say, might limit the scope of what you're going through because you don't want to be seen as a leader, a ministry leader that is less than fill in the blank. Uh, You don't want to be seen as somebody who is just very challenged by potentially what could be construed as a very simple situation. So, you know, what a coach can offer you is a safe place to be honest. And everybody needs a safe place to be totally, totally honest about what you're dealing with, what you're going through, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, uh, how it's impacting your family life. I could go on and on and on here. So you all need that safe place to be honest. And coaching is one forum, one way to experience that. Now, here's a thing. People talk about self-care. And you know, as the Krabby Pastor podcast, I am a self-care advocate. And everybody thinks self-care, this is another area that I've got to expound on better. But that self-care means, you know, get thine self to the gym and put down thine fork, especially if thine pants are not fitting anymore, you know. (laughs) And it really is more holistic. It is a lifestyle that honors us the way scripture describes us as we're like little grasses of the field. One minute we're there, one minute we're not. We're kind of frail. I mean, we're fairly sturdy, but we're also very frail, and we have a limited lifespan here on this planet. So it behooves us to see the human part of ourselves as worthy and worth the effort to preserve you, yourself, for the places that God has for you to serve, to go the distance with God is what I have said in some places. So there is an aspect of self-care that you shouldn't do this journey alone, that you need to have a person, a companion journey with you. Now, you know, that could be your spouse, that could be a close friend, but still in all, To have someone help you and assist you and come alongside you with the specific call that God has placed on your life is, it is a beautiful gift if you've ever received it. It is absolutely beautiful. And I have experienced that through some coaching and some spiritual direction. So it is an aspect of self-care above and beyond your nutrition, your exercise, Um, coaching is a way for you to care for yourself because it's a time for others to come alongside you. You know, think the road to Emmaus where Jesus came alongside the two of them for a brief moment. Think of other situations where, you know, Jesus sent the disciples out and he would send them out two by two. We need each other. We need to recognize the gift that other people are to us. We need to recognize the image of God in other people and how that can help us and how we can help them as well. 
So coaching is a form of self-care. Reaching out to someone else and saying, I need a companion for this specific journey. I need someone to point out the holes, the places that need to be filled, the questions that I need to work on. All of those kinds of things can go into self-care. Now here is one of the bigger issues with coaching. And this, my friends, could go to the heart of the issue and then I'm gonna offer you here near the end a, just a little scenario that I ran into lately. But what happens is we go along in our ministry journeys and, you know, we check off a lot of boxes. You got the sermon box, check. You got who do I have to give leadership and attention to, check. Have I done everything on my, you know, you've got the, the daily grind, let's say, of ministry leadership. Sometimes you're fortunate enough to have opportunity with maybe a leadership team or a board to ask the really big questions because, Friends, we tend to live in the minutia of what's going down around us. And a friend of mine recently reminded me that sometimes you got to crawl up on the balcony and look down. And that is one way that coaches, one way coaches can be helpful and useful. Not only that, but you have questions or things that keep coming up in your mind and big picture things that you wonder about and and they're all really really great things that need your time and attention but here's the thing you frequently don't take the time for it i'm not talking about sabbatical stuff i'm not talking about retreats okay that that is separate i'm talking about the daily in and out execution of your calling so do you really take the time? And I, I, what I'm going to do is here offer, oh, like six questions that are really great coaching kind of questions, but they're also ones that you uh, tend not to spend a lot of time with. And a coaching session helps you to do just that. Spend some time with important questions. Here's a question. <clears throat> what does success look like for you? I mean, really, we, we all need to answer this for ourselves. But, you know, and you say, oh, yeah, that's a great question. That's kind of what we do in this era, isn't it? Somebody asks a question. You can even see them do it on the news or what, wherever. You know, it seems to be almost a polite thing that people say. If you ask a really great, great question, They'll say literally to you, oh, what a great question. And I'm me, I'm a little too, I don't know, something that I'm thinking, that's nice. Just answer the question, all right? But anyway, this is one of those, what success looks like. Oh, great question. Great question, Margie. It is, I know, I know. But how, I mean, do you sit and unpack that? And that can happen that can bubble up in your life and in your ministry in unexpected ways. In a coaching session, my coach asked me that. Well, what? how do you define success? And I had to sit and think for a minute about that. Here's another good one. 
this is kind of a spiritual director kind of question, but where is God in all of this? I mean, you can outlay a big mess to your coach and, and have them come back with that kind of very simple question. Where do you see God in this? Here's another one. What are the signs that you're playing too small? This is a big picture vision kind of question. Where are the places that you're playing too small? Maybe some places that has potential, but you haven't recognized it for the grand potential that it could be. Here's some good ones. Where is sabotage showing up? <gasps> yep, in the church. You might know that there's something like that going on around you, but I think a coaching session could really help you identify and understand and maybe help you brainstorm some approaches. This is a really good one, too. Not like I'm going to read you a bad one, right? <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. But anyway, what keeps you up at night? What wakes you up at night? What things are you laying in bed ruminating about? I'm kind of digressing. They would call this in, in uh, coaching stacking questions, and you're not supposed to do that. I'm just trying to further illuminate these questions for you. How about this one? What's on the back burner that needs to be placed on the front burner? Hmm. It's talking about priorities and potential. Some really big, big questions that can help you move in new directions, open up your thinking, help to get you unstuck, help you think through your scenarios, help you to be a little more strategic than you might be if left on your own and to your own devices. I want to just end this podcast with a, a quick coaching situation. I'm not going to violate anybody's confidentiality, which I will also say coaching is confidential in all ways. But I want to share this situation that I encountered recently, and it just really brought to life why I coach, why I am a coach. I ended up out to lunch. A lot of my friends would say I'm frequently out to lunch, but I ended up out to lunch with a business leader in the community and my husband. So this individual, this business leader was pretty anxious about stuff, just ruminating on some business decisions. And I don't know what got into me. And my husband looked at me like, what are you doing? But I decided I was going to ask a couple of coaching questions, you know, see if I could be effective, helpful, or just ask one or two questions. And as I went along and decided to ask these questions based on what what this business leader was sharing with me. I mean, at one point, I thought he was going to jump up and down. He was, you're right. Yeah, I know about it. At the By the end of the lunch, he was in a totally different place. 
And in the days that followed, he made some decisive, really decisive decisions. Decisive decisions. He came to he came to some great big decisions about things he was not going to pursue that he had been working on. And at the end of the day, it really had a lot to do with self-preservation. I mean, you know, if you go, if you go off the edge, let's say, you know, you're not going to be good to anyone. You're not going to be good for your family. You're not going to be good for the place where you lead. You're probably not going to be a whole lot of fun to be around for your friends. And you're going to have an impact. There will be an impact if you go off the edge. And so this uh, this individual decided they that it wasn't worth it. And sometimes some of the things we pursue aren't. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they aren't. And in a coaching session like that, where I have never before seen such a graphic, like graphic meaning, like right before my eyes kind of transformation for this individual, and then subsequently, I thought, well, this individual has come to a new understanding. They can still decide to proceed or they could decide not to proceed. That it's all, the ball is in their court. And I have to say, I got the nicest thank you note that I think I have ever received in my life. And that is not to say I'm so wonderful because that individual, that business leader did the work. They did the work. And I don't think they'd ever had any exposure to coaching and the potential and possibilities that it could open up. And I think they are very grateful that they decided to do a little bit of self-preservation in the midst of everything going on around them. So the results and the work and everything like that is mostly tied in with the person being coached. And then it is up to the coach to ask the thought-provoking questions that helps them, helps the individual see where they are, decide whether they like where they are, and decide what next steps, help them brainstorm what next steps might be ahead. So if you find yourself stuck, if you decide you want a coach, and this is the closest thing I'm probably ever getting to a sales pitch, is I wouldn't mind having a conversation with you. See if we connect. That's usually a first free session so that we can see whether, hey, I think we could work together. And then I leave the ball in your court because that's just how I do. If, if our paths are meant to cross and I'm meant to, to serve you, in that way, then it is my honor and my pleasure. And if it ends up just being a great conversation, I am up for that as well. So check out margiebryce.com. That's M-A-R-G-I-E-B-R-Y-C-E.com. And I'd be glad to, to journey with you. Hey, thanks for listening. It is my deep desire and passion to champion issues of sustainability in ministry and for your life. So I'm here to help. I stepped back from pastoral ministry and I feel called to help ministry leaders uh, create and cultivate sustainability in their lives 
so that they can go the distance with God and whatever plans that God has for you. I would love to help. I would consider it an honor. And in all things, make sure you connect to these sustainability practices, you know, so that you don't become the crabby pastor. <laughs>